This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Demarest, CPA at Par Mellison Associates. My firm specializes in helping hundreds of shops with their tax and accounting needs. Today, we're going to be talking about productivity, specifically tech productivity, and kind of dive into the numbers behind it. This is a problem that a lot of people are aware of, but maybe not aware of the actual dollars and cents costs of this. But before I do, I want to have a quick word from our sponsor, Shopware. Every minute of a tech's day impacts your profitability, so you want to track that time and make the most of it. Shopware's shop management software will give you transparency into each team member's performance. Learn more at GetShopware.com. Tech productivity is probably the number one area that I most commonly see that is negatively impacting gross profit and overall profit in general. Uh, Like I said before, it's something that a lot of people are aware of. But when we kind of take a deep dive into the numbers, a lot of people are shocked about how much this is really affecting their business. But before we get into the numbers of it, let's talk about what is tech productivity. And so for this exercise that we're talking about here, I'm going to kind of use tech productivity and tech efficiency somewhat interchangeably. I know that there's slightly different definitions of it, but for our conversation today, when I talk about productivity, I talk about how many hours your technicians are billing out divided by how many hours your technicians are in the building. And so if we're talking about this for most people, a normal work week is 40 hours a week. If you're open six days a week, might be slightly different than yours. If you have guys in there more than 40 hours a week, but just for simplicity's sake, we're going to use that 40 hour of a week total. And so what we're going to be looking at is we're going to be looking at how much of that 40 hour work week are technicians actually selling. And more importantly, how many of those hours are they selling at the rate which we want to get paid? The crazy thing about tech productivity is if you lose that day, if you lose that week, if you lose that month, you cannot get this back. And so the 40-hour work week that we mentioned that we talk about here with the technicians being in the building, that's what we call sometimes labor inventory. I have a technician. He's with me 40 hours a week. I have 40 hours of labor inventory. Now, if I get 30 hours of production out of them in a week, that 10 hours that's left over doesn't carry over to the next week. That's gone. So unlike something with parts inventory, if I buy tons of parts and I sell it, great, but the rest of it's still sitting on my shelf. However, for labor hours, that just goes away. This is why it's very important to be following these numbers on a very close basis. This is not something that you can go back and look at a quarter and say, hey, we had an issue back there a couple months ago. By then, it's too late. This is something that once people are aware of, that they're going to be tracking much closer. This is going to be something that they're going to be sharing with their managers, their service advisor, that this is an ongoing issue and we need to be monitoring that. Luckily, with the shop management softwares that we have out there now and a lot of other technology to track this, this is very easy. You know, there's reports for this. A couple clicks, you can get this information out very easily. Where do we get our tech hours from? What report are we running that's going to allow us to give us that information? Depending on what shop management software you have, you should be able to get a tech productivity report out or a build hours report. This is going to be the best place to get the sheer number of hours out of a given week and make sure that you can kind of analyze each person, each team, even each store if you have multi-location. 
Now, another thing that I do, and this is probably what I use actually more than that labor hour report, is I sheerly take the labor sales in dollars and I divide it by your street rate. So if I'm sitting right here right now and I know that I had $1,000 in labor sales and my street rate is $100 an hour, then I know that I sold 10 hours of labor. Now, this does not factor in effective labor rate. And I know a lot of people are thinking this right now. But Hunt, we don't always get our street rate. We're usually getting 10, 15, 20% less. Yes, but for this exercise, I don't really care how many hours I sold if it's at a lower rate. I care about how many hours I sold at my street rate. Now, this could skew things a little bit if you're doing a lot of oil changes, if you're doing a lot of can jobs, if you're doing some other things that's at a lower rate. But at the end of the day, our ultimate goal here is to sell as many hours as we possibly can at our street rate. If you have 40 hours a week sold and you're just looking at the tech productivity report, you might be really excited. But 40 hours at $100 an hour is completely different than 40 hours at a dollar. And so sometimes we need to check both of those for your shop. It might work out to be very similar numbers. And for certain technicians, it might work out to be very similar numbers. But if you have someone that's doing lower profitability work at a lower rate, at a discounted rate, then this could be severely impacting your numbers. So what I would like you to do, because this is really easy, is you can surely take that labor hour sold, whether it's a week, a month, however you're looking at that, divide it by your street rate, and that's going to give you the labor hours for the top side of things. The bottom part of that fraction is obviously going to be the amount of hours that the person is physically in the building. If you have that number, if you track that number, then great. You can use that number. But like I mentioned before, we're going to use a standard 40-hour work week in this exercise. And I feel like that it's usually the case for most people. Now, why do I care about tech productivity? Why is this something that we need to worry about? And so what I want to do here is kind of illustrate a couple examples of this on how much tech productivity really impacts the bottom line. When you started in this business, did you really think that cars would be driving themselves and that people would be buying cars online without test driving them? I don't think any of us did, yet that's exactly what is going on. On the repair side, the auto industry is changing fast. Customers expect quick answers and proof that they need the repairs that you recommend. They want to pay you while buying a coffee, then rate you on Yelp after picking up their keys. So why stay in the past? A shop owner named Carolyn asked herself the same question, so she created an online shop management system that automates the stuff you do over and over again. She and her team added texting in every step in the process from booking your appointment to posting that stellar review. They learn from their customers just like you learn from yours. And it's the system that's leading the industry into a bright future. Find out more about this and other things at GetShopware.com. So let's use my shop for example. I'm going to have a shop. My labor rate is $100 an hour. And I have one technician that is an hourly person. I pay this technician $25 an hour. So if my tech is 100% efficient... That means that for the $100 that I sell and I get for the labor hours, I'm going to pay him $25 an hour. If you do the math on that, I'm going to make $75 on that one hour of labor sold. However, if I am 50% efficient or if my tech is 50% efficient, that same $100 in labor sales is going to cost me $50. The reason it costs me $50 is that my tech is only 50% efficient 
then I'm going to have to pay him two hours for every hour that he bills out for me. That would leave us $50 gross profit. So 100% efficiency, I made $75. 50% efficiency, I made $50. That's a $25 difference, and that is only one hour. You can kind of see how this can really build up and can really turn into a huge discrepancy here. Now, let's go a little bit further on this exercise. So let's go and take a look at an average week with this same technician. So if I have that same technician that's at 50% efficiency at $100 an hour labor rate, they're going to bill me $2,000 worth of labor in that week. However, that same technician, if he was 100% efficiency, he would bill me 4,000 hours of labor in that week. That's a $2,000 difference in one week for one technician. And even more importantly, I'm talking about a labor rate of $100 an hour. Most of my clients are well over $100 an hour and a handful are even over $200 an hour. So again, this is one technician one week. Think about your shop right now. How many technicians do you have out there? Then you can multiply the magnitude depending on how many techs that you have. If you have multiple locations, you can realize how much this is affecting all of the different locations and ultimately coming out of your pocket. Now, in this situation, if we had $2,000 of labor sales or $4,000 of labor sales if we're at 100% efficiency, if this person is an hourly or salary person, we are going to make that $2,000 in sheer profit. I'm already paying this guy a set amount a week, so if he produces more labor sales for me, all of that extra labor sales is going to go into my pocket as the business owner. However, if he's flat rate, then obviously for those extra 20 hours that he billed, to get to 100% efficiency, I'm going to be paying him for that. So salary and hourly is going to be all profit for the increases in productivity. No more costs. The costs are already there. I'm only going to make more money. Now, if you have flat rate, commission, something like that, it's still going to be coming to you faster than it's going to be going to your technician. And so that's going to be majority profit, but there is going to be some added cost. Think about that same exercise. Let's say that that technician was $25 an hour flat rate. If he sells you another hour, you get 75, he gets 25. You want him to sell as many as you possibly can because every $25 he makes, you're making 75. You guys are both happy on that. And that's why we see commission-based employees, flat rate, why it's so popular. It works out to be a win-win for everyone. Now, one of the things that you're probably thinking here is, well, you know, 40 hours a week, 100% efficiency is not realistic, especially if we're going to use our street rate, which I'd have to argue it is realistic. And I have plenty of shops that do this, but I will admit it is not the norm. It is not what I see. Usually when I'm doing this exercise with my clients, I'm shooting for 75% productivity or 75% efficiency. What that means is if I have a technician there for 40 hours in a week, I want him to sell 30 hours at my street rate. That works out to be about six hours a day if you're open five days a week. Now, the reason of why I like that number is it's usually higher than wherever people are. So it's a good target to shoot for. Plus, it's also a realistic target. That's essentially saying I need six hours a day. You're there for eight hours. Six hours is going to be billable time. Two hours, you can go to the tool truck, you can clean up your spot, uh, you can do whatever you need to do. It's going to be pretty hard to go back to the team and say, hey, I need eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, even knowing that they're only there for 40 hours. 
Now, if you can do it, if you have a shop that already operates that way, then kudos to you. We're not going to be mad about that. But realistically, if I'm having this conversation, if I'm talking with people, we're usually in a 40 to 50% range on productivity. So even 75% is a pretty big jump. Now, one of the things here that I'd even mentioned in these exercises before is this is only labor sales. So that exercise that I talked about where we went from $2,000 to $4,000 in one week, that was just additional labor sales. But if you have additional labor sales, you're going to have additional part sales. It's not like you're just going to do more hours and not put anything on the vehicle. Most people run about a 50-50 mix of labor and parts. So not only are you going to be selling more hours, we're going to be selling more parts. And the impact of this is actually double. And so if I have a technician that goes from 2,000 hours of labor sales to 4,000 hours of labor sales, in reality, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going from $4,000 of sales between parts and labor to $8,000 in sales between parts and labor. So there is a really massive impact here that we cannot ignore. So I want to kind of wrap this up and put it all into perspective for you and something that you can probably do a quick exercise just to see how far off you are. I kind of have given you the tools here to be able to go and analyze weekly, daily tech level productivity and efficiency. But what I want to do is give you a quick exercise that you can do today to realize where your shop is versus where your shop's full potential is with the current production staff that you have. So what this exercise is, is called your theoretical best, your theoretical max sales that you can produce based on your current production staff. And so what you need to do to do this exercise is you need to figure out how many techs you have. Now, some of you are probably laughing and say, well, Hunt, obviously it's pretty easy. I know how many techs I have. Most people don't just have even number technicians. I always joke that the average shop has about three and a half technicians. It doesn't mean that I have someone part-time. It doesn't mean I have half a person in there. Usually a lot of shops run where they have three, maybe A, maybe B, maybe high C techs, all expected to crank out about 40 hours a week. And then they have a shop helper, a general service guy, who's usually good for about 20 hours a week. In that situation, I would say that I have three and a half technicians. Now, if you have you know three A techs and two general service, maybe combine those ones and we have four technicians there. Depending on the level and depending on what the skill set of the general service person is, you might not even count those hours. If you have a shop helper whose really only responsibility is to kind of clean stuff up, organize you know different parts, then I probably would even count them in the technician calculation or this theoretical max. The reason I would say that is if I don't count any of that person's time, even if he does get me a couple of hours here or there, Theoretically, what we're trying to do is saying by having that shop helper, that's going to allow my other technicians to get to 100% efficiency or as close as we possibly can. Another thing is, is even if you are turning wrenches right now, do not include yourself as a technician unless you plan to be a technician for the rest of your life. Let's try and see what your production staff can do. You might be surprised and thinking that you need to be out there on the tools helping them. But this exercise might show you that there is enough capacity for them to handle all the work that you do have. So what we're going to do with those three and a half technicians is we're going to multiply it by the amount of hours worked in a year. So the average person works 2,080 hours a year. If you do the math, that's 52 weeks times 40 hours a week, and we get 2,080. And so if I take three and a half technicians times 2,080 hours in a year, 
times $100 an hour labor rate, I come up with $728,000 in labor sales. Now, if you're technicians, if you have a different level of technicians, you need to change that number. And obviously, your labor rate's probably not going to be done on 100. So you would need to change that number for your exercise. So again, that's going to be amount of technicians times 2,080 times your labor rate. And that's going to give you your theoretical max labor sales in a year. This is if all of your technicians were 100% efficient they would be cranking out $728,000 in labor sales in a year. Now, remember before, the average mix of parts and labor is about 50-50, which means that we need to multiply that number times two to factor in the part sales that are going to come along with this as as well. So if we multiply that number times two, we get $1,450,000 in a year. And so what I would do with that number is I would say, okay, my theoretical max based on my production staff that I have here is $1.45 million. If I'm sitting and looking at my financials for last year and I see that the business did $950,000 in sales and I was thinking that I need another technician to take me to the next level, this exercise would probably make me question that decision a little bit because I can see that there's a lot of capacity there. Now, if I was looking at my financials for last year and I showed $1.35 million in sales, now that is a little bit off from our theoretical max, but that's pretty darn good. And I can probably rest assured that my team is being pretty productive. So please go do this for yourself. Go see where these numbers are and what you think in the back of your head versus what actually comes out of this might be two vastly different things. What I tell people is the distance between this theoretical max and what you're actually showing on your financials is your room for improvement. Everyone has room for improvement. Some people that's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some people it's going to be 10, 15, $20,000. Depending on how productive your staff is and how productive your team is, is going to dictate how much distance there's going to be between those two numbers. This isn't new information for most people. This is something that I would say almost all shops struggle with. The thing that's tricky about tech productivity and tech efficiency is that we have humans involved. We have to figure out what motivates them. We have to figure out what drives them. We have to keep them focused. We got to make sure that we have equipment and processes that allows them to be efficient. But this is something that most people don't understand how much it's impacting their bottom line. The difference of going from 50% productivity to 75% of productivity would translate to about a 50% increase in sales. It's massive. This is why I want you to go take a look at your numbers, dive into those, and figure out where you are and where you really could be if your productivity was in line with where it should be. So I just wanted to say thanks again for joining me today. I hope that this was something that you found informative. I hope that this is something that you found useful and can go and share with your friends, colleagues, and anyone else that you think might enjoy this. Just a reminder, if you have any ideas, if you want to be a guest on here, please feel free to shoot me an email. The email is podcast at parmelis.com. That's podcast at P-A-A-R-M-E-L-I-S.com. Um, If you need the link for that, also have a link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to Business by the Numbers. I'm Hunt Demarest, and I will talk to you soon. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.